Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family, I am driving, you already know, you already know, but I had to come on here because I got a word from the Lord today, and the Lord, he told me to come on here and encourage his daughters, right, he said, come, go and encourage them, they need to hear an encouraging word, and what I'm going to talk about is the resurrection of you, you are resurrecting, okay, All the shame, all the betrayal, all the mocking, all the hurting, all the persecuting, that all was a part of the process. It's going to be people who wish they would have did you right. Because one day I was talking to the Lord. It was like a couple days ago. And I was like, Lord, I only can imagine how like the Pharisees and stuff felt when they saw that you were still very much alive. Like, the same people that wanted you dead, the same people yelling, crucify him, you resurrected on them. Like, even death couldn't hold you. And really, I'm just talking about the spirits in the back. The spirits in the back. I know they had to be sick. They was like, oh, we got him. And then he rose. Then he rose. And then it was that third day. And I'm telling you, it's your third day. It's time to rise. It's time to ascend. I keep on hearing emerge. It's going to be people. The very people who you are holding on to right now. Who been told you. They they, they done. They don't want nothing to do with you. They mistreated you. They had their chance. And they blew it. Those same ones. Is going to be sitting there. Wishing. They would have did you right. The same ones that are going to be crying because how they treated you. The same ones. Someone, some of them are not going to be able to cope. <clears throat> They're not going to be able to cope for what they did to you. About what they did to you. They're not going to be able to cope with it. They're just not. So, I say that just to give you some encouragement. Don't worry about these people. If somebody wants to go, let them go. What are you holding on to them for? Yes, I know it's a process. I know you're like, I invested so much time. It hurts. But you got to be willing to let go of the pain. Some of you are holding on to this pain. You keep a pain hostage. But pain will go if you let it. I know you might be like, it sounds easy. It sounds easier said than done, sis. I know. But with God, all things is possible. That's what else I know. When you allow Jesus to come in and fill the voids of these people that you let take an idle position in your life. Yes, some of you let these people become idols in your life. You will see just how easy it is just to get over it. Jesus knew all that was going to happen to him. But he also knew all the glory that he was going to enter into. And he was like, listen, it's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. He bought his father's business. I just want to encourage you to let these people go. Let these things go. And watch what God does. You just have to know that everybody can't come with you. Yeah, he's going to prepare a feast in the presence of your enemies. He's going to prepare a table for you. Yes, he's, God's definitely doing that. 
But everybody can't sit down and eat. You hear me? Everybody can't come sit down and eat. <laughs> Listen, everybody can't come and sit down and eat with you. And that's what you have to understand. They can watch. Some of them will be sitting, you know, a couple tables over, sitting by the, uh, where, where they, uh, you know, where they be like filling the drinks up and stuff at, getting all bumped and stuff by the servers. Some of them have to sit there. Some of them are going to have to watch you out the window. But guess what? You eating. <laughs> you eating. And they're going to wish. They're going to just sit there and they're like, if I could have just one more chance. Listen, you got to follow the Lord's instructions. Some of you, there is no more chances. They have ran out. Some, you know, you might be able to offer them a prayer. Trust God. Remember. Remember what they said to you. Remember when you had that heart to heart and they told you how they felt. Remember that. Remember that. Remember how they told you you wasn't going to amount to nothing. Remember how they told you that, oh, I'm the only thing that's good in your life. Remember those things. Store that in your heart. I ain't saying to harbor unforgiveness, harbor grudge, but just remember that. Let that fuel your purpose. You just, you know how you feel right now. Let God work this pain for your good. Allow God to get the glory out of this mess. You see what you could do. You see how how your life is when you try to do it. Now let God get the glory by how he restores it. I need you to understand, sis. I'm not always going to be just sitting here just saying, um, you know, like, you can do better. and You can do better. But I'm also going to hold you accountable for you. I'm also going to hold you accountable for you. We're not going to sit here and always blame these men. We're not going to always sit here and blame the enemy. Because at the end of the day, you took a, took a part in it too. You are innocent. But I'm here to encourage you that God said he's still going to give you honor. He's still giving you that double portion of honor. And with people knowing that you are not perfect, that's how he is going to receive his glory. Because they're going to say nothing but God could have did this in her life. Nothing but God could have got her out of that. Nothing but God could have her talking like this now. I remember she used to demasculate Man, I remember her just being very vulgar with her mouth. Nothing but God could change her speech. She was ready just to cuss anybody out. But nothing but God could change her. But you got to be a willing vessel to this process. Okay? Like, I'm going to keep on telling you, fam. I'm not about to sit here and act like you are perfect. I'm not, we're not always going to be able to blame these men because you have to want more. You have to stop allowing people to use you and, and mistreat you and just treat you like, like you're not the daughter of the king. I need you to take off this broken consciousness of yourself and begin to step into your true identity. 
You are worth far more than you are allowing yourself to be treated. I need you to know that. I need you to know that. I need you to know you are worth far more than that. Believe me. Believe it. Believe it. You know? Lord, if there's anything else you want me to speak, I will speak it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I just got to yield. I got to yield to the Lord. Because I always wanted to be all of him and none of me. Because he knows what your heart needs to hear. He knows how your heart is feeling. Right now, he knows that pain that you are feeling. And he's sending me only to confirm to you that he is there. He sees it. He knows. Are you going to trust him with the pain? Are you going to trust him with your pain? Huh? I I pray that you say yes in the name of Jesus. I remember being heartbroken. I remember sitting there trying to figure out what was wrong with me. But you know what was wrong with me? I didn't know who I was. That's why I always had that lack, that unworthy, that um, I would constantly condemn myself. I had low self-esteem, low self-worth because I didn't really know my identity. But once I stepped into my identity, I began to find myself. I began to realize that I don't deserve to be treated like that. If if my father, if God will come down here and die for me and take humiliation and torture for me, I'm worth far more than being mistreated by anybody. And I'm not just talking about just just these women with these men, period. I'm not putting myself in any situation to be mistreated. And sometimes you got to sit back and you have to just look at the intent of the people around you. You got to listen with ears that hear. And you got to see the intent. You got to really look and watch people's motives. You know? That's for somebody. I just want you to live your best holy and free life because that's what God wants for you. That's what God keeps on calling me on and telling me to declare to you is freedom, freedom, freedom. Don't be bound. The Lord is removing people out of your life because he wants you no longer bound. He's changing your situation. He's changing your circumstances because he no longer wants you bound. doesn't want that no more it's time to change the page it's time to start a new chapter and I don't care if you're like but I wasted so many years God said I will give you back what the locust and the canker worm aids okay let me tell you something that I realized about Job Job lost it all but when you get to like chapter like 38-ish, I think it's like 38 to 42, where the Lord goes up to Job. And he says, I got some questions for you. 
and brace your, brace yourself because you're going in some room. And the Lord just began to just ask him so many questions. He said, where was you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you? And right there, that's just the first thing. That's the first humbling thing. Because where were you when he laid the foundations of the earth? But I say that and I pull Job out because once Job seeth the Lord, I want to read you what he said. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to read you what Job said at the end, after the Lord humbled them. Because listen, sometimes I be having to read Job because it be that humbling factor for me. Put me back in my place, okay? <laughs> um, Job's response to the Lord. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. Hold on, wait, let me read you what Job said first. Um, verse Job 40 let's go to Job 40 verse 1 then the Lord said to Job do you still want to argue with the almighty you are God's critic but you but do you have the answers then Job replied to the Lord I am nothing how could I ever find the answer I will cover my mouth with my hand I have said too much already I have said I have nothing more to say and then the Lord go in on Job some more. And then you get to Job 42. And he says, then Job replies to the Lord, I know that you can do anything and no, that, and no one can stop you. You ask, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about. Things far too good. Too wonderful for me, sorry. You said, listen and I will speak. I have some questions for you and you must answer them. I have only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Listen, let me tell you something. You just don't know God. And it's this humbling. (laughs) It's this humbling, right? Because even though you think you got an idea, God, you don't really know him. Because he's so deep. He's so big. He's so vast. that That's why you, you can't put him in a box of religion. Because he's too big. He's too big. One of the verses he said, he said, okay, where, do, where does night go when day comes? Who closes up the wind? Who, who, who makes the rain stop falling from the heavens? How? So when we sit here and we question God, like, why is this happening? How could this? And da, 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 da. you need to humble yourself. And you, need to, you need to go read Job 42. He said, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. Job had to lose it all to see God the way that he needed to see him. He began to see, okay, you too, you, you, you big, you, you big. But after Job had this interaction with God, right? At the end, the Lord multiplied Job. He gave him back double portion, even more than double portion, what I think. Of what he lost. And at the end, on verse 16, it says, Job lived 140 years after that, living to see four generations of his children and grandchildren. Then he died an old man who had lived a long, full life. And I use this to you because after he lost it all, Job thought his world was over. But he ended up getting to see four generations of his children and grandchildren do you know that in the beginning Job lost all his kids so that means he got to have more kids he got to he got to watch them grow up 
He got to watch four generations. So I use this only to show you that God, nothing's wasted with him. God will use everything. God will multiply. He'll even give you back your time. Stop focusing on all these years you were in a slumber and see what's the purpose in it. How can I use it? How can I flip this pain I went through for my purpose? Can't sit there stuck. You see, because that's that, that's what God is looking for. You know, I came to God and I was like, you know, I don't really know what you want me to do. And he like, I had to sit there and think about what, what caused me the most pain. I'm not going to let it hold me bound, but I'm going to use it to set the captives free. I could, I could pick to sit here and be well as me and be bitter and have this bitter mentality that all men are, are this and that. Or I can use it to uplift you, to help you find the man that is right for you. And that's what I choose, family. I don't want to be bitter. And all men are not dogs. There is some good men out there. But you got to do the work within yourself. If you feel like all men are dogs, it's some work and it's some healing that you need to do within yourself. If you have a problem with demasculating men, it's some work that you need to do within yourself. Because God's not going to send his son to you until you do the work within you. If it's hard for you to be led by the Lord, it's going to be hard for you to be led by your husband. Because he is only the replica of Christ in the church. You and Christ. That's why it's so important in this single season to be one with God. Okay, family? <laughs> um, I'm going to pray for you. And if it's anything else the Holy Spirit want to say, y'all already know he going to flow. I give him permission in the name of Jesus. Let's bow our heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm just thanking you, Father, for this child listening, Lord. I'm thanking you that for what you are doing in their life, Father. How you are going to turn this pain into purpose in their life. How you are going to multiply them, Father. How you are going to give them beauty for their ashes, Lord. How you are going to just hold them up with your victorious right hand. I thank you for your resurrection power over their life, Father. Because you said in Romans 8, 31... For the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is living in them, Lord. Is living in them. And I thank you for this resurrection power you have already deposited on the inside of them, Father. And I pray that they begin to walk into their resurrection, Lord. That they die to the old man and come to life to the new man, Lord. I pray that you just place a new heart and a new spirit on in them, Lord. Take out their old stubborn heart, Lord, and give them a soft, receptive heart to you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that they surrender to your will and your purpose over their life, Father. I pray that you remove all bitterness, all rage, all hurt, and all resentment out this child's heart. In the name of Jesus, I pray that they begin to repent to you, Father God. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your spirit, Lord, just meets them in this place right now father god and they begin to just just call out for you lord they begin to just surrender father they just drop to their knees lord and you fill them with your spirit lord fill them with your spirit father god it is in the mighty name of jesus that i pray amen family god gonna do it god gonna do it and i believe it for you god gonna do it 
what you are feeling now is only for a moment. Give it to God. Put it in his hand right now. Say, Father, I put this into your hands. Whatever it is, say, Father, I put it into your hands. Do do what you want with it, Father. Use it for your purpose. Use it for your will. It was meant for my bad. But use it for your will in the name of Jesus. Oh, y'all, listen Hold on. It wasn't Romans 8, 31. The Lord, look, Lord, my bad. Um, hold on, hold on. Because <laughs> I wanted to look up because I was like, I think it's Romans 8, 31, but it wasn't. Romans, hold on, for the same spirit. It's Romans 8, 11. I'm sorry. Romans 8, 11. For the same spirit who rose Christ from the dead is living in you. Okay. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised, Je- raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. You hear that? And when you go to Romans 8, 31, it talks about nothing can separate us from God's love. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse God whom accuses us whom God has chosen for his own no one for God himself has given us right standing with himself who then will condemn us no one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us and he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us can anything ever separate us from Christ's love doesn't mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or persecuted or hungry or destituted, destitute or in danger or threatened with death. As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ, Jesus, through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the power of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Somebody needed to hear that. This pain can't separate you from God. This hurt can't separate you from God. This doubt can't separate you from God. This unbelief can't separate you from God. You are right there. He is right there with you. He is your comforter. He is bearing witness with your pain. Just talk to him. The only thing that's stopping you is you keeping your mouth shut. Just talk to him. He wants to talk. He wants to hear how you feel. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to be intimate with you. Good communication starts with how you speak to the Holy Spirit. You know? Tell him, I've had a day. It's been a day. Lord, 
I just feel tired. I feel weak. I feel weary. I feel burdened down, Lord. I feel good. I feel happy. I feel joy. And don't just go to him in the bad times. Go to him in the good times, too. Oh, mm-mm-mm. It's the, um, I want you to listen to this song. Because I was listening to it yesterday. I was singing it. It was weird. I was singing it before it came on and it popped on. And I was in my car praising the Lord in tears. But it's it's called Worth by Anthony Brown. Go listen to that song, okay? Go listen to that song, all right? And you think it's this later. <laughs> so we about to close out. Oh, let me let me give you my announcement. We're gonna be doing Zoom meetings very soon. Look out for the link. Um, we are, I'm in the process of rebuilding my website. I want my website to be cuter. So right now, just email me at withinherbeauty at gmail.com. If you want to like have a one-on-one, if you need some encouragement, you need some prayer, you need somebody to talk to, or you just need somebody to listen, um, you can email me at withinherbeauty at gmail.com. Um, we also are going to start Instagram lives and YouTube lives. So you can go on Instagram, follow me on there at withinherbeautyministries. Um, you can go on YouTube. You can subscribe to my channel at Within Her Beauty. And I think that's it, Lord. I think that's it. I just pray that you just be blessed, family, in the name of Jesus. Your obedience is the key. Obedience is the key to you being blessed. Do you hear me? The, your obedience to God is the key. I was reading um, Deuteronomy chapter 28, right? And he says, if you listen to all my commands and my decrees, right? If you listen, you will be blessed. Your fields will be blessed. Your children will be blessed. Your lifestyles will be blessed. But if you refuse to listen to God, you will be cursed. Your obedience is the key in this season. And for the rest of your life, your obedience is the key. Okay? Somebody need to hear that. Go read Deuteronomy 28 also. So, family, let's say this together. I love you so, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.